What's happening? Shit, I know something happening. Cause everything's moving. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Elevated Sports Podcast, and this is Eric Sagala. The following is a recorded radio show called The Unlimited Sports Show, found at GoMileHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network at the Colorado Media School. You're listening to The Unlimited Sports Show, where we talk football, basketball, baseball, and hockey, or whatever else we want. And hello everybody, welcome back to a Monday edition of the Unlimited Sports Show. Jack Lynch here with you, Michael, Eric, and uh, Jeff behind the board. So uh, guys, we're coming off a pretty big weekend of basketball. Oh yeah. Obviously the Nuggets are the big story locally here, coming off with an impressive win to keep the series still going against Golden State. We had a couple of other games. What? No. Yeah. Goodness. No, why, why, why you got to talk about the Nuggets? They, they haven't been impressive. Even that win wasn't impressive. Ooh, what? Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm not about the Nuggets. Eric brought out the big hater yeah. energy today. I'm, I'm yes. suddenly finding myself rooting on the, the Golden State Warriors just to get this over with. Quick what? little jump you know? and sweep, huh? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Wow. You would expect me to say something like that. Yep. No, the Nuggets wouldn't. don't have a chance in hell. So Bro, they're, they're done going. for. Bro, it's better than getting swept. Dude, I said in the group chat. You're going to lose eight. That's what we're we're rooting on, not getting swept. Thought we were supposed to be a contender. Dude, if if this team, if Jokic and these Uber drivers can put up two games on Golden State. That's the problem, they're Uber drivers. That's impressive, dude. You can't. They're not Lyft drivers. That's the problem. They don't lift this team anywhere. Oh, it's all just Jokic. And then everybody's going to love Will Barton now because he had a day, like a, a, a. you know, game-winning three. Whoop de I don't think so. Little I think Barton, Little Barton. Barton. Yeah, everybody wants to keep Little Barton again. So I disagree, but Little I think Barton he finally did what he's supposed guard, to do. He's supposed. To, he did what he was supposed to do, which is all we ask of Will Barton, and he make, rarely does that. What? Will Barton shots garbage. have a minus thirteen, plus just like minus. Kanye West. I think. I mean, I think when uh, one today. <laughs> shades I, are off and Eric is in the zone, bro. I think when your two highest-paid players on the Nuggets aren't playing for you, I think. Getting two wins is very impressive. Dude, especially against Golden State. Yeah, because, I mean, right now they're they're favored to win the whole thing if you look yeah. uh, at betting right now. Especially with Phoenix um, but Brooklyn. But sadly, I do think it ends next game going back to Golden State. Just Probably. because I think throughout the whole game, we saw Golden State kind of just playing not up to their standard. They were kind of just waiting to really the fourth quarter, and then they kicked it into gear in the fourth quarter, but it was just too late for them. Yeah. Uh, so I do think that Golden State crowd's going to get rowdy. Here's a fun stat. <clears throat> Nicole Jokic, an eighth career playoff game with 35 points, five rebounds, and five assists. All other Denver Nuggets have seven combined in franchise history. <laughs> cool. <laughs> just bury the season already. It's over with. Yikes. I don't even think he's going to get MVP now that we're going to – Get a genesis. Oh, solidifies it. It's yeah. regular season. Well, they, already yeah, voted. Yeah. they already voted for the MVP. Mm, it's going to be Joel Embiid. Watch. It's on, you know. I, I everything changed know. because Play the Nuggets can't have. get out of this playoff hump. And yeah, they're just showing up to play mediocre basketball. Eric, who and hurt you? Yeah, dude. Are what? you okay? Are you kidding Are you okay me, bro? <laughs> the Nuggets watching them go down 3 0. Yeah, it's pretty much over with. 
unless the Nuggets can be the first team in history Hang to on. go down 3-0 and win the next on, four games. On. Okay, speaking of that, I said in the group chat, I said, no, watch. The Nuggets are going to make history. They're going to be the first team to come back down 3-0, especially okay, with their history. Do you honestly believe that? Do you honestly believe that? Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me I want to know. Do you believe that? Jeez. Do you believe that they're going to come back? They could, bro. They could. could. Is Look nothing. at them. Even though it was in the bubble, they came back 3-1 twice. It is now 3-1. Now, injuries can happen, all right? Anything can happen. If they take this one and Golden State come back home, win that one, game seven, anything can happen in a game seven. This is why but, you're not a gambling man. But when, This is why you shouldn't be a gambling I, man. I've only won once out of like my 10 bets. Exactly. But that doesn't matter. Because, <laughs> because when I said in the group chat, I said, nope, they will make history. Watch, they'll be the first team to come back from 3-0. And you said... I like your thinking. Oh, you said I like your thinking, and why are you coming out to own by his own words? Oh, it's only because it was Jack's take. What, <laughs> dude? Somebody hurt I, Eric today. Yeah, dude, Eric is on one. I don't know what's up with him, but he's not happy the Nuggets won. No. Yeah. What? Why? Yeah, just just ended already. Dang. Garbage team. Is there anything that makes Eric Poorly happy put today? Together. Is there any sport news? Nothing. Kyle Freeland's just going to prove my point even more because he just allowed a home run thanks to Kyle Schwarber. So, Kyle Freeland, yeah, he's garbage too, just like the Nuggets. Oh, wow. What? The wow. Heck? Spicy, Eric. I like it. Things are getting too spicy for the pepper. Yeah, can we start here. the NFL season already? I want to see Russell Wilson. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's the only Denver thing I have fan, to look bro. forward to. We have NHL playoffs still. Typical fan. <laughs> that is, dude. How could you? No, I, I actually think that this Nuggets win was extremely impressive. I think Jokic's performance was exactly cut off. Oh, we can't hear ourselves. Oh, there we go. One. Okay. We're back after a brief technical, technical difficulty. difficulty. Jeff pressed something. Lies. Lies. Yep. So, Liar. as I was saying, I think the Nuggets' performance was extremely... Uh, I thought it was extremely impressive, especially if looking at the night... Clay Thompson, 40 points. Steph Curry, 33 points. Dude, like, this is not a team that should be winning any of these games. And they've somehow managed to make the last two games incredibly close. So, yeah. to me, that says more and gets me more excited and less frustrated going into the offseason as opposed to just getting outright swept, blown out four games to none. Well, and like Bones Highland. Bones Highland Dude, looked like the spark. That Bones Highland. Been. He should have been starting this whole series. Agreed. He should have. So but hey, he's playing now and they won. And so they'll win the next three. You know what? What was worst reaction? Pat Beverly or Bones Highland? Pat Beverly, are you kidding me? What do you I mean? mean Bones Highland was celebrating a avoiding getting swept. He's like they finally bro, got a game in the series. He's season, young, so he he's excited that he's out there playing. He played a good game. He acted like he won the Patrick Western Beverly Rock. ripped his jersey off, jumped on the scoring board, <laughs> and then started crying. Bones a, Highland is only 20 as well. In a play-in Bones game. Bones Highland man. is also the third NBA player ever to there's get no, in the there's playoffs. There's no hope for these dudes. Dude, listen to this. In the, there have been three NBA players ever who have hit three 30-point, three-point shots in a row. The other two... Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon and Bones Highland are the only three people to hit three consecutive 30-point, three-point shots in a playoff game ever. And Bones Highland is basically Michael Jordan and Hakeem combined. He is. Yeah. Just in a smaller stature. But fast. Too bad he plays for the Nuggets. Bro, are you a Golden State fan? <laughs> you know what, man? Eric switched up real Curry quick. and... 
Clay Thompson, Draymond Green again. It's just like bringing yeah. back memories. So we're supposed to just like, like give up. Yeah, Eric, that was like the greatest freaking dynasty. So might as well just, you know, lose to them. And Eric's we'll literally having, away, you know, it's just. He's having PTSD. Losing his religion yeah. right now. Well, does the Pelicans. I was. Ho- <sighs> no. Does the Pelicans tying it up with Phoenix make you happy at all? Hell yeah. 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 Phoenix I mean, that, that's kind of fun. That's, I tried to kind of bring the hope right? to. If you guys NBA remember playoffs. a couple weeks ago on the show, this first I said is- that the Suns were frauds and that they could get first round eliminated. I was promptly could. laughed they, at. They could. You know I was else? laughed at. I the was Grizzlies. laughed at. You were laughed at because they still had Devin Booker. It the Grizzlies could. The Suns lost their best player. All right. So let's talk about this New Orleans and Phoenix game. Jose, 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 Jose. So. Chris Paul, with absolutely one of the worst playoff performances of his entire career last game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's talk about this. He had four points in the entire game, 25% field goal, zero three-pointers made, zero free throws. Absolutely terrible game for the so-called point god. <laughs> Two yeah. out of eight. <laughs> you know what? I don't care about Two Chris out Paul of eight, all that much. Man. They're asking too much of him. Hey, you know what? Stop. He had 11 assists, guys. Come on. Yeah, but they're asking ooh, Chris Paul to be the shit. scorer. I mean, he's not out of the whole team, but like Chris Paul's like third, forty years old, bro. Yeah, no, it's tough. They got Chris Paul out. overrated. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With he hasn't done anything. Agree with what has he again, done? That's sure, he's great thing. in the regular season, but like, dude, he's you never gotten there. He's he came close last year, and look what happened. It all blew up in his face. He's been to the finals one time ever. He's been on four or five different teams. And he really, dude, like, I think it's time to start calling Chris Paul overrated. You know who else I think is overrated? Another point guard. Kyrie Irving. Oh, I don't know about that. Ah, he's overrated. As much as I dislike Kyrie, I really dislike him personally. But, like, dude, every time I turn on the Nets games, dude can pass, dude can shoot, dude can handle, dude. Kyrie Irving is, he's an incredible talent. I will say that. Dude, even in him in in this other game, man, he's two out of seven right now. Against the the Nets, garbage. I mean, against the Celtics, that was garbage, like, man. He's I mean, that just pro- to team. me, to me, that just proves how good Boston is. It's it's less oh. of how bad Brooklyn is and more of how good Boston is. Like Boston came out of the gate swinging, bro. Do you guys? Boston's have, legit. Do you guys have Boston as the favorites to win it all, dude? Right now, I, I, before the series, if you would ask me, I would have said Phoenix and Milwaukee. Now that we're deep into the first round, I'm going to say Golden State, Boston. Yeah, I think it's going to be Boston and uh, the Heat in the Eastern Conference. But I think, well, I think actually um, the winner of the Nets and Celtics series plays Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. So it could be uh, Heat and Celtic. So the Celtics because they're up three. But that's going to yeah, be a big gonna challenge. Be Celtics. Milwaukee it's, will be they're the gonna, They're going to get the sweep today. If, if Boston can beat Milwaukee, I think they're the favorites to win it all, which is crazy. That's going to be their biggest. That's going to be a tough one, bro. I don't know. Their defense is being quite convincing. I mean, what is going on with Kevin Durant? Are we seeing this is just the downslope of Kevin Durant? I mean, if you look at how long he's been in the league, it would be only natural to assume that. Uh, He's been dealing with a lot of injuries this year, and the inconsistency with the Nets is – I don't think it's – it is talked about a lot, but I don't think how much – like we just kind of expect KD and Kyrie to still go out there and do their thing amongst all this turmoil – I think having Ben Simmons, if assuming he comes back and plays like the Ben Simmons we have seen in years past, they could be better. But the whole James Harden thing was very disruptive to the team chemistry. I mean, if you look at the numbers, 
They're, I mean, 16, 8, and 8. Those are some solid numbers, but not from Kevin Durant. Those are bad numbers. They also were the 8 seed. So I mean, like, right now he's got, much? he's got 20. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, certainly a ton of people had the Nets winning this series. Yeah. Uh, and we thought it was going to be a lot closer. I We all were saying game seven. Dude, it's, it's 3-0. Go it's it's three, Celtics it's are up right now by 11 points in the third quarter, 349 to go. Yeah, yeah. they're going to sweep up. Boston wins this game. It's over. One of the things is that the Nets bench is just not doing it for them. And they're just asking a lot of Kevin Durant. I mean, Steve Nash even said in post game, he's like, look, Kevin's tired. He had the injury for three to four weeks, and then he had to play, just try and get in the play in for the last couple of weeks. And He's tired, and then with Kyrie with uh, Ramadan, mm-hmm. that's that's tough, you know. That it is. Um, I think the Nets have the potential to be the best team in the East this year. Was sort of off, but how many times can that happen to Kevin Durant? Because it always seems like he's one thing away. There's always one obstacle or one shortcoming that he has okay but he kept saying like after game one after his struggles he said yeah i'll figure it out well he hasn't figured it out it's game four now yeah and they're about to get swept and he has still yet to figure it out facts um yeah there's a lot going on with the nba as you can tell uh we have a lot to talk about oh yes and i believe ben simmons i'm coming for you continue this into the next segment uh michael's got something to say to ben simmons We'll talk a little bit more about the Bucks and Bulls and the Suns and Pelicans coming up right after this break on the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com. Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, man. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. People need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we start out, you know, from getting all this great experience working in college radio. It makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do, not only in school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. 
taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sites, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the Lama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com. Lama, uh-huh. they got the best sports coverage in the state. The Lama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again, but I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com This is the Unlimited Sports Talk Radio Show, where we talk unlimited sports on Go Mile High Radio. Welcome back. The Unlimited Sports Show, Jack, Eric, uh, Jeff, and uh, we are continuing to talk about the NBA. Uh, a lot of big series going on. Uh, every team, except for the Brooklyn Nets, has won at least one game. Yeah. So uh, even Chicago managed to get a game on Milwaukee. Yeah. Props to them. Uh, the other thing, Michael, before you get into your Ben Simmons thing, we heard over the weekend that Joel Embiid has an injury that will require off-season surgery, but he will not tend to it immediately. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, so basically his thumb is bending more forward than it's supposed to. So that's really affecting his rebounding and his shooting. I saw during warm-ups today that he was trying to shoot and he kept missing and he kept shaking his head and he can't get it together. <laughs> uh, so this, I already didn't think they were going to make it out of the second round, but this really just confirms it. Where a Miami Heat team who is clicking on all cylinders, embarrassing the Atlanta Hawks, they are going to the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. and will most likely be facing... Boston Celtics or Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, um, I was surprised to hear this because when I saw Joel Embiid injured, I was like, "Uh oh, he's out." But what kind of injury do you have to have where you play through it, but you know you're going to get surgery later on? That just does not seem like a good idea. Uh, what is it? It's like a <laughs> ligament in his thumb. Yes, it's a torn ligament in his thumb. It's a good. It's a good idea. Is it on can... his shooting hand? Uh, it's on his left hand. I'm not exactly sure if he's a lefty or a righty when he shoots. I, so I believe it's... <laughs> Nobody knows. It, I don't think it's a shooting hand. That's plumbly. Um, we don't know. But uh, th- the impressive thing is he got this injury sometime in the first half in the third quarter. And that was the game where he hit the game-winning three-point shot. Dang. So he did it with that. So, so he can still do something. but like, Yeah, he'll still be good, but not enough to beat Miami. Does it get to a point where if they win the series, they have to shut him down? No. He'll refuse. He's had so many injuries in his past that he will not let something like this shut himself down. Oh, yeah. The process. Yeah. That's <laughs> part of the process. Guess so. Um, I guess my thing, uh, Joel Embiid's obviously a great player, and I like watching him play, but he seems to be kind of like the entire, like in a similar sense to Jokic with the Nuggets, like that is their team. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have anything if he goes away. I mean, they still have James Harden, but... Can James Harden like carry no. the Sixers without Embiid? He's not the James Harden that he was That's in fast. Houston. Yeah, he's a lot older. He has hamstring issues. Uh, look, he's not gonna. He's not. He's he's a two. 
He's a sidekick right now. What are your thoughts about Pascal Sikam uh, calling out Embiid, claiming that uh, Siakam? Yes, yeah, Siakam. That his uh, he was playing dirty, and at the end of the day, he said, "At the end of the day, it's all fake toughness." It's what the playoffs, man. You gotta bring. Oh no, he's starting to look like the new LeBron, complaining a lot. That's all I'm saying. Look, I'll admit. He flops a lot. You know, it's just but I a just, lot of players do it. One aspect days. about basketball, it's not that he flops a lot. Anytime they like a player doesn't get, they turn to the ref and throw their arms well, up in the air. Every oh, play, does play the game. I used Let's to feel go. the same way about that. Fast paced. One sport. thing I've learned about basketball is acting and selling yourself is a part of the game. Like if you can act well enough and flop gracefully, like we've seen James Harden do this before. James Harden's great at getting those fouls. So is Kevin Durant, and so is Joel Embiid. The one guy who's not good at that stuff is Jokic, which I think he should be a little bit better at selling himself because that that's part of basketball, especially nowadays. It might be a little hard for some people to like understand, but when players are complaining like that, they're complaining about the inconsistency of calls. And I think that is the biggest issue with the NBA officiating is the certain whistles that other players will get in certain circumstances versus not like you could even talk about the Nuggets game. Like the Nuggets got a better whistle in that game four, then they've gotten the entire series. Jokic shot more free throws than he did in the entire Shoot, series. The whole then. season. The whole but season, they've gotten a lot more. They've, you know, they've never been that favorable with the They wrestling. haven't. And that's the weird thing is like when you're the back-to-back MVP, you kind of expect to get a little bit of that favoritism. But it hasn't been that way. And that, to me, is the biggest issue. And that's why you see the players complaining. It's like, you called that for him, but you didn't call that for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they're saying. Like, they're not crying about like, Oh, he touched me like oh he put like he bro you saw me. you saw Draymond Green dig his finger and <laughs> thumb into Jokic's eye and nose and like he didn't run over there and go like he, he didn't complain about that he was complaining about the fact that it wasn't called a technical so Embiid was actually fine for criticizing officials after Game Four but all he was really saying was look I'm not gonna come up here and complain like they did about the officiating all that stuff that's basically all he said and Nick Nurse who was complaining nonstop throughout the whole series about the officiating, he did not get fined at all. I mean, Nick Nurse is pretty bad. I mean, I've, I've watched the series. And oh, yeah. I are. can understand why Joel Embiid told him to stop yeah. complaining. But when it comes to the finals, Joel Embiid actually went on the uh, J.J. Reddick's podcast, Old Man in the Three, and I listened to it. And J.J. specifically asked Joel, being like, all right, you know, a lot of people are talking about, like, him flop. Like, Embiid, how M- he always free flop. throw. Yeah, M- free throw about that. And Joel basically said... Yeah, I mean, look, I'm trying to do whatever it takes to win. Whether I act or I don't, yeah. I'm going to do whatever that's it takes what to win. That's what you should be doing. And that's what being an NBA basketball player really is in 2022. Yeah. Is it fun to watch? No. But as a player, and if it's for your team that you want to win, it's amazing. Yeah. I'll and always take that. I don't necessarily have a biggest problem of people complaining to the refs. Like, because, again, it's the inconsistencies. Like, Steph Curry, excuse me. Um, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole were getting that whistle in games one and two. Man, but they're the missing a lot, which is not that's, like them. That's the only reason the Nuggets have really had a chance. And part of the reason why the Nuggets have not been so successful is because of those open look threes, like those mid-range shots. Like Golden State is not hitting those either. And that's the reason why the Nuggets still have a chance, honestly. And if they play with the same intensity that they played in the last two games, like this next game five is going to be a lot closer than people think. So let's say the Warriors do win. For the next round, whoever it is, Minnesota or Grizzlies, what do you think is a tougher matchup for the Warriors? Well, before the playoffs started, I would have said Memphis. But watching how Memphis has played, 
I don't know if either of them are really going to be a problem. <laughs> exactly. Both I, who's to say the Nuggets aren't a bigger problem than those two? Yeah. Like, I don't know if those two can get one, almost two wins against Golden State if they play the way they're supposed to. But uh, staying in the West, Jalen Brunson of Dallas. Yikes. Ooh, is his price for to keep him in Dallas is getting higher and higher. Yeah. Luca who? Yeah. Luca yeah, right? who? Shoot, man. This guy's putting this team on his back. I mean, Luca came back and he played pretty good for his first game uh, coming back. But uh, kind of the forgotten series is the Jazz and Mavericks kind of having a mid off right series, man. I want the Jazz to blow up so bad. I yeah, just want to see the Jazz are, get a new team. They should have been whooping jazz, up on this team. I mean, if you look at historically, the Jazz did have Carl Malone and John Stockton and were never really able to seal the deal. And I think we're looking at sort of a lesser, like a watered down version yeah. of that. And Very. it's not to say that Nuggets legends, Rudy Gobert and Jonathan Mitchell, <laughs> aren't chill, but they're not doing enough to get it done. They don't have the pieces around them. Donovan Mitchell is super inconsistent. Uh, I'm realizing more and more that he's a very streaky player. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he's kind of like a poor man's Jamal Murray, honestly. And you can see why the Nuggets made that decision. Well, and then when you have to sit your star center out for the fourth yeah. quarter at the end so you can have a chance to win. Because, man, offensively, when he's on the... He's a liability on He offense. is a liability. Look, defense, he's, he does his thing. But even then, when they take him out to the perimeter, yeah. and they're, tar- yeah. they're targeting Donovan Mitchell every single time. They're trying to get the for him to defend their whoever's the ball mm-hmm. handler. And that's insulting. If yeah. I'm Donovan Mitchell, I am ticked. Yeah. But no. he and then after the game, he said, look, it starts with defense. Don't be coming up on the <laughs> on the post interview saying, yeah. look, it starts with defense. When you're the one that's the problem on defense. Well, especially in the NBA today, there's not really room for a player who's so one dimensional on one side of the ball. Like we've seen this happen before with offensive players. But Rudy Gobert is kind of an interesting case. Like, he's a consistent defensive player of the year candidate every year. And he can do, he can get those blocks and those steals and he can rebound the ball really nice. But, dude, when he shoots the ball, it just like, it doesn't ever go in. In a way, I feel <laughs> like he has to be the third best player on the team. Yeah. And he cannot be even a second. Like, where are guys like Mike Connolly and Jordan Clarkson and dudes like that like they need to step up like i thought jordan clarkson was such a nice dude coming off the bench yeah he had a three-point shot in the series against denver a couple years ago and this I was, year he hasn't been himself yeah and is not that's kind of upsetting no right, but who, who would you trust to take a shot ben simmons or <laughs> rudy godair ben simmons rudy i don't <laughs> i will never i'm taking ben I don't know. I, I remember Ben last year, and I'm pretty sure you remember him last year. I do, and that's why I went with Rudy, because I will never depend on Ben Simmons to do anything for me. But what, what if, okay, so let's say the Utah Jazz do try and blow it up. Let's say they lose to the Mavericks. What are they really going to get back from Rudy? Because yeah. who really wants Rudy? And we do know that Rudy Gobert is not a popular uh, guy when it comes to the players in mm-hmm. the league. Yeah, a lot of them don't like, like him, which I don't really know why. Yeah, He's kind of... Very standoffish. He he's kind of dorky. Yeah, he dorky. comes across as like Frenchman. I was just gonna say very <laughs> French. Very French. Uh, the French are not known for being the <clears throat> kindest of people. Hey, hey, I'm French. Hey, I'm fifteen percent French. I can say that. Check my twenty uh, three and Me report. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take a look at that. Go ahead. All right. All right. We will be back. Ben after Simmons, a you're short not. <laughs> ben Simmons is not clear yet. We will be back after a short break on the Unlimited Sports Show, part of GoMileHigh.com. 
Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans! Live in the now! So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you know, uh-huh. see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the llama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com, llama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The llama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. That's great. GoMileHigh.com Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. You gotta be unlimited. They gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. All right, we are back here. Oh, Uh uh-oh. Oh, Oh, okay. Um, Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. Jack, Michael, Eric, Jeff, doing something back there. All right, so um, we're going to shift the conversation to Major League Baseball. Uh, the Rockies played a series against the Detroit Tigers over the weekend. They ended up taking two out of three games. Uh, they did lose the first game of the doubleheader, unfortunately, 13-0, to which is yikes. That's yikes. That's mm-hmm. yikes territory. But they did end up with a series win. That's all that matters. Yep, coming up with wins on the second game of a Saturday and a 6-2 to win yesterday. Um, something very special happened, though, mm-hmm. in the first inning of the first game of the doubleheader on Saturday. Miguel Cabrera 
as some refer to him as, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Miggy, a.k.a. the newest member of the 3,000 Hit Club. Mm. And guys, if you know baseball, the 3,000 Hit Milestone is very important because it's a very select, very recognizable list of people that exclusive. even baseball fans, if, even if you're not a baseball fan, you still know most of the names on this list. I'm talking about guys like, you know, Ricky Henderson, Ichiro Suzuki, Craig Bezio, like Derek Jeter, like the list goes on and on. Like we know these guys. So uh, we have some audio from the Tigers broadcasting booth talking about Miguel Cabrera getting his 3,000. Right side, there it is. That's the Tiger to ever do it. Raises his arms. Iglesias, the first to hug him. The Tigers dug out empties as they charge over to first base and let the hug dispensing begin. So that's some fun audio. Uh, The one thing I like about baseball that I think does this more so than other sports is they're very unified in celebrating milestone achievements like that. Like, uh, Jose Iglesias, who's the current Rocky shortstop, a uh, former Tiger shortstop for five years, actually just ran right over and was the first guy to hug him, as you heard uh, the Tigers radio network say oh, there. Dan Dickerson on the radio for the Tigers. That that gives me goosebumps every time hearing him because he's iconic in Detroit. Yeah. And so my dad would always have the Tigers games on the radio. And Dan Dickerson is just one of those sounds where I always heard it and in my house. Miguel Cabrera had an interesting career because a lot of people forget that he actually has a world series into his name. Uh, Part of that crazy wild 2003 Florida Marlins team, which somehow won the world series. Uh, There's a lot of interesting, uh, you know, little extra stuff about how that happened. It was very unprecedented, but I want to talk about another stat that I found. This is according to Patrick Lyons of the Denver post. Um, Tigers' Miguel Cabrera joins Ichiro Suzuki, 2016, Craig Biggio, 2007, and Ricky Henderson in 2001. All of these players had their 3,000th career hit against the Rockies. How weird is that? Yeah. That's pretty strange. Like, especially considering that all four, Craig Biggio played for the Astros when they were in the NL. But most of these guys are AL hitters. Uh, Ichiro playing with, uh, he was actually with Miami at the time. Oh, he he was? was? Yeah, and... Another funny, Ricky Henderson actually played for the Dodgers in 2001, hmm. which is strange. I just think that, that the odds of that happening are very interesting, that all four of those happened against the Rockies. And Ricky Henderson, I watched a great documentary on YouTube about him not too long ago. Talk about dynamic player, the, the king of base dealing, a solid leadoff hitter, and obviously Ichiro. Craig Biggio, if you don't know, uh, played for the Astros for a long time. He was super dope. Uh yeah, so I just thought that was super interesting. 3,000 hits, all four of those guys against the Rockies. Yeah. Iconic, exclusive club. Congratulations, Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, shout out Miguel Cabrera, there man. I've, go, I've been watching him. I'm so proud of you. I mean, he's been in the league pretty much my whole waking memory. Oh, yeah. I mean, he definitely should have at least one more World Series ring. Yeah, I remember when he won the Triple Crown in oh, 2012. Yeah. He was the first person to do that since, like, Ted Williams or Long something like that. Ago. Wow. If you don't know, Triple Crown baseball is when you have the highest average, highest uh, home runs, and uh, what is it? What's the third one? 
<laughs> I don't uh, even batting know. <laughs> average, home runs, and RBIs. Oh, yeah, RBIs. I had a front row seat to that year. That was beautiful watching him. He had something like 130-some-odd RBIs, like 30 home runs, like hitting something clean, like he 320. Was insane. That yeah. was actually one of the – when I was a kid, we were debating on driving down to Kansas City to go to Kauffman Stadium to watch that game when he actually clinks, clinched it. Oh, wow. I mean, in, De- cool. in Detroit, Miguel Cabrera is the GOAT there. Yeah. Uh, talking back again about the Rockies, uh, they are only one of three teams in the major leagues to have won every series this year. How about that? And how about Connor Joe? Hey. 12-game hitting streak. Yeah. He's wow. doing great, man. Today at a first-pitch home run against the Phillies. Nice. Uh, they're looking good. Has he been just like a nice fire starter for this team this year? Yeah. yeah. He's kind of somebody who came out of nowhere. Like, he wasn't really touted as a top prospect. He just kind of appeared one day. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Here's Connor Joe. I'm like, oh, hey. Well, Brandon Rogers was kind of your guys' top yeah, prospect. Yeah, he was for a long time. And he's gotten so many chances. He's gotten sent back to the minor leagues, brought up several different times. I'm thinking about pulling the plug on that one if I'm Bill Schmidt and the Rockies. Yeah. yeah. Not, not just yet. Not just yet. Mm. Give it time. Dude, I don't know. Like Even he, this year, I mean, I haven't seen much improvement. He's I mean, having hard hit balls, but they're just not hitting the field. He is, but the thing about the Rockies was they had a streak of draft getting they had a solid infield with Nolan Arenado, Troy Tulowitzki, DJ LeMahieu there for a second. Right. Like that was a solid like the Rockies know how to get their infield guys. And I just kind of assumed that Brandon Rogers was going to be the next one of those. So I think maybe our expectations for him were too high. But uh, this is definitely a make it or break it year for him. Uh, also, Rocky starter Chad Cole, who's relatively unknown to me before this season, uh, he's actually leading in the team in ERA. He has two earned runs over 16 innings pitch so far this year. Mm. That's not bad for a number five starter. He's been fun to watch this year. So there are for it. there are nine teams in the MLB right now which have ten or more wins, and the Rockies are one of them. It's the New York Mets, Milwaukee Brewers, the San Francisco Giants, the Dodgers, the Rockies, the Padres, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Mariners. And actually, four of those are all in the NL West. Yeah, the NL West is essentially the AFC West yeah. of baseball. Uh, obviously, they have one more stacked. Team. They are stacked. Uh, Padres. Uh, every the thing about that list is every one of those teams, probably except for Seattle and San Francisco, are who you would have considered a top ten team in the beginning of the season. So hey. for everybody out there saying like there's no indication, like this is pretty good. I don't know. I think the Giants after their record winning season, I think we all last expected year. them to take a step I, I, back. I, I did accept them. So it's kind of a freak year. Yes, but they're showing. I mean, eleven and five. They're showing that wasn't just a fluke. I do yeah. think they won't win as many games. They'll probably be around ninety wins. Yeah, to end it off. And then the Mariners with their moves that they made, they're first in their division, ten and six. They're always doing that. Uh, the Mariners always make a couple. Of I, I I agree. People always talk. They about do. Them. They always have a hot. They've never even been to the World Series. Haven't been to the playoffs since two thousand one. But look, I think. But that's got to be one of the longest active streaks of sports of playoff. They drought. have, they do have the longest playoff drought. I pre- I'm pretty sure the Sacramento it's, Kings haven't been to the playoffs since like '05. I think I it's been 22 school. years for the Mariners. Yeah, yeah, 22 years without a, even a playoff berth. Like, but they're good this the Rockies, year. They're bro. good, man. They're a legit team. Ty France, Viva La France, man. He Viva is. France. He, he's the <laughs> player of the Rudy Gobert. He's, Shut the, up, he's the player of the week, and then Jesse Winker. He's coming back. He's Playing pretty good the last couple of days. Uh, 
Robbie Ray, the Cy Young winner. They're oh, yeah. they're a good team. Yeah, the Mariners are solid. Um, they're one of those teams. If you look at a list of like all the players that have played for them, like they've always had the talent. They've just for some reason never been able to, you know, get out of there. And I think with the division that they're in, obviously besides Houston, they have a legitimate shot. I think they're better than Texas. They're obviously better than Oakland. Uh, <laughs> arguably better than the Angels. The Angels are weird too. We never really know what's going on with them. Yeah, the pitching needs help. Yeah, you Darvish needs all the help he can get. I mean, Shohei. You <laughs> Darvish, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Shohei. Yikes. So hitting 320 or something like that. You Darvish has been playing real good, though. You Darvish is a good hitter, too, though, but they took. Think he's not a Shohei type hitter. Well, I, I got not everyone con- can be. I got them confused because you know every couple years we hear about a Japanese player and it's like, oh, they're the best in the NPB. They're gonna make some moves and get big splash over here. And a lot of times it doesn't really pan out. Uh, I remember Hideo Nomo. You remember him? Mm-hmm. He's actually the only person to ever throw a no hitter at Coors Field. Played for the Dodgers. Uh, he was a big one. Uh, Hideki Matsui. Remember him? Oh, mm-hmm. Matsui. Yeah, he played for the Yankees. Yep. He's hitting bombs. There's Speaking. another guy I'm thinking. Who's the other guy? He pitched for Boston. Uh, oh, uh, Boston's had a couple. Who's – um? he was really – He had a weird wind-up. Masa, 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 Masa Shito. Somewhere around there. Know. Something around. Oh, yeah. So every couple of years we get word of a big Japanese prospect who's the best because I've heard people compare the Japanese professional baseball league, the Nippon – professional baseball league or the nbp uh, i've heard people say that it is the talent wise is somewhere in between triple a and the majors so it's not often that a guy like that can break out but i'm excited for baseball i'm excited the rockies are doing well i'm excited yeah. that there's so many fun players to watch in the mlb this year uh it's just a good time to be a baseball fan. so i'll ask you guys again do you think the rockies get that leap over the padres this year no no Damn. Unfortunately. All right, whatever. They can't. I tried. Uh, look. We take right now they are. Right now they are. Right look, now they are. They're off to a great start. But they have not a, lost the series yet this year. So that's all I'm saying. Where is that? It is a marathon, <laughs> not not a sprint. It's fact. So, 162 games. A lot of games look, left to be Great played. start. They're playing great on the road so far, and that's the key for the Rockies. So if they can keep it up, they'll be good. But it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. 162 games is a lot of games. I hope the Rockies win the World Series. Me too, man. Put some right. money on it. <laughs> we have a lot more to talk about here on the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com after this short commercial break. Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Shall we? 
Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Taking a trip over to Tibet, uh-huh. you know, see the sites, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the Lama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands in Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com, Lama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The Lama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com. Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. You gotta be unlimited. They gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. And we are back. The Unlimited Sports Show. You know, you gotta be unlimited. You gotta know what it means to be unlimited. <laughs> Speaking of Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson took the field today, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. He took the field, not full pads or anything, but he was still out there, man. Did he, he look great to see Russ. dangerous? Dude, he's always looking dangerous. <laughs> he always is. And uh, Russ Wilson today, the Broncos had their voluntary mini camp, which doesn't really mean anything to anybody. Uh, it's from what I've heard, it's kind of just like a, hey, how's it going? We're on the same team. Hug it out. Kind of couple days. But uh, let's hear from Russ Wilson today at Dove Valley. Here, here, since we've gotten here, it's been unbelievable. You know, just the extra time we've been putting in one-on-one when we can. And guys look really sharp. It was an excellent day. Uh, defense looked great. Offense looked great. Um, you know, I didn't get to see too much special teams, but I'm sure they did good too. Uh, but it was just uh, the locker room and everything. Every guy, Every guy's excited to go play ball and go do our thing. Love to hear from Russ. What a great guy. Yeah, what a absolutely. All-time Broncos legend. Big Nuggets fan. Hasn't even done. Yeah, he's big enough. Bro, Russ and Sierra sitting courtside. Peyton Manning and him have kind of been alternating, I guess, sitting in the chillest seats in the house. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, why wouldn't you? Celebrity row. Yep. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. I, I love seeing it, and I just can't wait for this football season to start. Drew, you know? Drew Locke would never. Exactly, no, dude, dude. Like he's already stepped up big Drew time. Couldn't leadership. even show his face in public, dude. They no. boo him if they put him on the jumbotron. At least exactly. I would. Yeah, but no, he he's like, you know, already you know, 
being a leader. You know, he's already getting workouts with Cortland Sutton and uh, Tim Patrick. Now he hooked up with Jerry Judy here in Denver while they're doing the OTAs. Man, he's already stepped up as a, as a you know, as a leader big time, man. And I can't wait to see what the season's going to hold. Debo Samuel soon. Yeah. Oh, no. Hey, now, guys. Future Bronco, Debo Samuel. Did yeah. you guys see him in the club? Yeah, that was amazing. Sign? I didn't. Yeah, that was good. What she is. was holding up a sign that said, uh, Debo, Stan- Debo Samuel will stay in, in San Francisco. Yeah, and then like, he saw it and was something. like shaking his head no and like, like nah. Oh, nah. No. There was a, a tweet too. I where saw John Lynch. They said something about like him returning. He's like, nope. <laughs> what? It's like negative. Dude, like this is interesting. Like this is potentially league shattering. Like this could make a difference for a team. Uh, Debo Samuel, uh, we talked about him a little bit last week. Uh, we heard from 49ers GM John Lynch, great name, by the way, talking about um, <laughs> talking about Debo Samuel. He said, no way. Yeah, he said, I can't ever imagine trading Debo Samuel. But hey. Those are strong we, words. But we've I mean, heard this before. We have yeah, I mean, like, look at Russell Wilson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they said, <laughs> we, we don't intend on trading him. We were hearing you know. that stuff all the way up He's until in Denver. the beginning of this year. Yeah. Uh, just because you don't want to trade somebody doesn't mean that they can't force your hand. Uh, yeah, and if the right deal comes along. Who, I, who, who's going to make this move? So, reports are that apparently two first-round picks will get it done. Yikes. That's a lot. That's a you, lot. That's not what you give up for a running back receiver hybrid. Yeah, but I could see some team like the New York Giants doing that. Oh, ew. Or the yeah. Jets. Yeah. God, I hope not for Debo's sake. Yeah, his career would go down. Who's going to throw to him? Yeah. Danny yeah, Dimes. Zach. What do you mean? Like who? Danny Dimes. Who's who? that? Daniel Jones. Who? I thought you were talking about the Jets. Oh. Zach Wilson, man. I mean, just, literally just deck furniture. Both the Giants yeah, quarterback situation, or both the New York team's quarterback situation isn't the best. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. That's a fat yikes. Um, so, with Russ taking his first reps for the Broncos, uh, it makes me super excited for football season. This time of the year is always sucks because we have the draft coming up on Thursday, which we'll get to. But this, I just, I hate this time of the year. I hate seeing like, oh, it's like you just want football season to start so bad. I mean, there's a football you season you going have on like right now. Four or five months. Yeah, but nobody cares. <laughs> I'm not watching, bro. I don't care. I'm not watching the USFL. Okay, let me ask you a question. Would you be more interested if there was a team from Colorado in the USFL? Maybe slightly, right? But probably not overall. Like all these teams, I'm like, I don't care about them. But they're not even playing here, bro. They're yeah, playing exactly. in the they're Birmingham all in bubble, Alabama, bro. Which is the gross. Birmingham bubble, like the Birmingham. It's got a nice ring to it. The Birmingham yes. bubble. <laughs> Birmingham doesn't sound very fun. Not I mean, at all. <laughs> I already forgot about it. Same. Uh, what's the other one? The. AAF? Oh God, no! There's well, the AAF folded. No, the uh, fan. That's, oh, the one oh, with Trey Owens and Johnny Manziel. Yeah, too many. Yeah, Manziel's back, guys. I throwing saw, touchdowns to To. I saw a video of uh, there's a DJ. His name's Steve Aoki. Uh, oh God, I know who he is. Don't really know much of his music, but Neither in this fan controlled, apparently he's the owner of one of the teams, and there's a video of him on his phone, like selecting the play in the last play of the game and clicking it and then sending it down to them. And they ended up like a game winning touchdown for the Los Angeles, whatever gutter sewers. I don't know what they're <laughs> called. Sewers. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's interesting, but like, I think that the T te- they reported that 3 million people watched the USFL debut. I do not believe that. 
I, am, I, am I wrong? For I can't. Not I can't it? for the first week because I feel like a lot of those viewership is people. But how thinking, many people are viewing the fourth or fifth or sixth game? Well, yeah, but I feel like a lot of people are thinking. Well, let me see what it's like. Let me get a little taste. And a lot of those three million people might not, you know, want to watch it again for next week. I don't think I care. No, to be so honest, just I not, love football. Not the NFL. But part of my reason for loving football is because I love the Broncos. Uh, yeah, I'm more of a Bronco fan than I'd say I am a football fan because I have absolutely zero interest in watching this. I don't think many people do. No. But um, all right. So the draft is upcoming, obviously, and there's a lot to talk about. Uh, Ian Rappaport. He's an interesting name. Uh, <laughs> he says some stuff. He's got a blue check mark on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> he was on the Pat McAfee show talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars and their first overall pick and what they might be willing to do with it. I think we have the audio. I think if the Jaguars could move from one, they would definitely listen. My sense from this draft is everyone from one to like probably seven or eight or maybe more would like to move back because it seems like just, you know, they, they grade all the players and it seems like the players from like one to 20 are like kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I agree. I think that audio cut off a little bit, but uh, so it, what it looks like is there's not really a general overall consensus for who's going to be the number one pick. We've heard a couple names thrown around, but the big thing to talk about is teams are willing to move down in this draft, which is something that mm. usually teams are looking to trade up. But this looks like one of those years when we could potentially see a top five team move down in the draft. I think this will be one of the years where we see like a record breaking of trades. Yeah. Throughout uh, the draft. There already was a trade today, actually, between the Texans and the Patriots. We, we, we know Bill Belichick loves his draft picks. Oh, yeah. uh, the Houston Texans, he loves to mess with a lesser team like the Texans. They, they traded the Texans traded their fifth round pick. To the Patriots for a sixth and a seventh round pick. <laughs> Earth-shattering move, I know. Absolutely. That's going to make big waves throughout the league. It is kind of the first <laughs> domino, though. Because, like, okay, the draft week is here. Like, this is it. Like, yeah, people's whole jobs are preparing for the NFL draft. And once it finally comes, uh, I think the Broncos don't care. Yeah, so here's the thing. I mean, like, uh, first of all, with the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have not received any phone calls about the number one overall pick. Um, which is just a report that came out yesterday. Well, that's the one thing. So nobody has uh, what? That's that's the thing. It's like yeah. not a lot of teams are going to want that number one pick necessarily because of what Ian Rappaport was just saying. And yeah, they're wanting to move down because of the the talent that's available. I yeah. mean, right now the best players are going to be defensive ends. So that that's basically what they're going to be looking at: Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker, and Kayvon Thibodeau. Those are the three guys who are projected to be in those top three picks. But a team like the Detroit Lions might actually be you know the team to shock everyone and actually. Down. Draft no draft a quarterback and go after oh, Kenny Pickett because the two? NFL draft and the NFL loves to push two? the what they're number two yeah, yeah they're number two overall I don't think I mean from what they I've heard not. there's probably not a quarterback in the they should not I mean I think they'll, they'll be good with year. but no it'd be good for Somebody TV and that's that. what the NFL is hoping for I think they'll take Hutchinson the Denver Broncos situation Gary Payton is not concerned at all he thinks that George. that the Broncos George sorry Gary. Gary Payton, Payton played for the Supersonics, Gary bro. Gary Payton, George the new Broncos. G, G Payton, all right? Dude. He thinks that we're in a, that the Denver Broncos are in a very good situation. And they are. That they are. Oh, yeah. That they don't need to worry, and he, he knows what to do with, with the second round. So. so, the two first and second round picks that the Broncos gave up, 
I don't think they could have come at a better time. And exactly. It's honestly just a complete coincidence. But maybe that was part of the reason why George Payton was so willing to give up those first rounds. They still have it's a ch- good chunk of They still have picks. a second round pick. It is the last pick in the second round, but they still have one. So I think that the, this is looking like a middle heavy draft. Uh, I, I think the Broncos are fully capable of getting some solid players in that. But in terms of trading away two first and two second round picks, I think this is the perfect year for that to have happened because there's not a lot of, you know, there's not like a, like last year we had all these quarterbacks. It was Trey Lance and Justin Fields and I don't even Mac Jones. And sounds like a bunch of busts. Yeah. Right. But everybody was super high on them and the draft picks when they're in more demand, they end up being worth more. So yeah. Shout out to George Payton. That's Leeson. The, the media asked George Payton, well, what are you going to do for the first round, the first day? He said, oh, we're going to watch Russell Wilson highlights. Yeah. <laughs> but I am very curious to see what teams like, teams like North Carolina and the Saints are going to do. Because we know they're going to try and get a, a quarterback. And maybe Atlanta Falcons as well. Maybe get Malik Willis. I mean, They should. The Falcons should. Because yeah. who do they have? Who do they have right now? <sighs> What's his name? I don't From even Tennessee. know. From Tennessee. Marcus, Marcus Mariota. Yep. Marcus they, have Mar- Mariota. they signed Mariota? Yes. Yeah, that's, their, mean, that's their quarterback. I don't remember that. That's I remember they traded luck. Ryan. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it is draft week here. Uh, you can expect to hear from us about this all week. Uh, we'll probably talk about it a lot more on Thursday as it's happening when we're doing the show. But we have a lot more to get to, guys. It's a, been a busy weekend here mm-hmm. on the Unlimited Sports Show. Unlimited. Part of the uh, GoMileHigh.com network. Mr. Unlimited. We will be back after this. Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beonair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know, from getting all this great experience working in college radio makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans! Live in the now! 
So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show So I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the lamber. What? You know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the Lama's a big hitter, nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands in shangri I says it was none other than go mile high that camp. Lama, uh-huh. they got the best sports coverage in the state. The Lama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again, but I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com. Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. You gotta be unlimited. They gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. <laughs> We are back. We are back here on the Unlimited Sports Show. Uh, Jack, Michael, Eric, Jeff, we're all here. Oh, um, yeah, we're uh, in an interesting mood today. A lot of funny things being said behind the scenes. We should get a behind the scenes vlog going for this. Do we all get canceled? Are you kidding? Just get us. <laughs> I don't think we say anything that unreasonable. So no, yeah, we're not that that bad. We're going to stick. We are going to stick with the NFL here for a little bit more. Uh, Some interesting aesthetical notes from the NFL. The 49ers unveiled their modern throwback uniforms today. Uh, They brought back the old font, the old 49er logo, the three stripes on the sleeves. Uh, Love it. Looking like Steve Young and uh, Joe Montana out there. I like it. I love the 49ers uniforms. I, honestly, that's when they were there. It's a the great. Best. It's a good. It's a good color combo, man. Yeah. I like the gold helmets. Gold helmets, kind of like the red Notre jerseys. Dame. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's it really is cool. cool. Um, so I was thinking more about the Broncos. Like everybody's talking about throwback uniforms nowadays. It's kind of a cool thing. But the 49ers are hopping on uh, the Eagles. I know they're bringing back, bringing back those uh, mash looking army uniforms. The Kelly Greens. Yeah, the Kelly Green, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're bringing those back. <laughs> Why so, are they called the Kelly Greens? That's the name of the color. Kelly Green? Yeah. Oh, I don't know my greens, I guess. <laughs> uh, read up. Read up on your greens, bro. Read up on some color theory. <laughs> <laughs> or the Buccaneers cream sickle. What is Ooh. happening? Are they bringing those back? Yeah, in like a year or two. Or Gross. this year. Those are like so ugly that they're honestly cool. No, you know what ones are ugly? The... Denver Broncos first uniforms, the oh, brown and yellows brown that we wore in two thousand nine. Back when everything that were was undefeated in, yeah, those were bad. Yeah, that, those are terrible. That's not that's not a true throwback to me. I, the iconic Broncos throwback is the you know the the horse with the D and the sort the of lighter school. blue, uh, the orange, the uh, white. Yes. You know, so it got me thinking like we need some more true throwback. We need to have mm. a real authentic throwback jersey in every sport. Think yeah. about the Nuggets, bro. The Nuggets have such a cool throwback jersey. Oh, yeah, The dude. Broncos, iconic. 
The Rockies really don't have one because they've kind of they've only been around since '93. They've same had with the, the same abs. logo the whole. Well, the abs, I think they could pull up rocking the Quebec Nordiques. Oh yeah, but that I think they've done that logo a couple of the, times in the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, so, a guy, we think, what are your guys' favorite all-time throwback, vintage sort of jerseys? What's that? You had to pick one for not me. not Denver. For me, it's Allen. Not Denver. Allen Iverson, the black Sixers okay. from iconic the early 2000s. For sure, those are dope. I like them. You know what? I, uh, we were watching this uh, Nets and Celtics game here, and it got me thinking. I kind of like the Nets have sort of a modern throwback going on. They have the the colors because obviously they switched to black and white when they moved to Brooklyn, but the red and navy and white with the Nets in the top. I like mm-hmm. that. It's nice. One one uniform that I'm really looking excited for in the NFL, which isn't a throwback, but it's the now with the helmets. They're now able to do like different helmet designs yeah. for teams. Uh, the Bengals, oh. the white unis with the white helmets with the tiger script. I've seen those that are floated cool. around. Did yeah, they ever cool. have the black and white? No, that just kind of because they weren't allowed to. So they had to have oh. an orange and black helmet with the white jersey. That always looked kind of weird. It did because of their color rush. They had the white, uh, but now they'll be able to have the white helmet to go along with it. Yeah, that's cool. So when I, I think of like some really good throwback ones in the NFL, I think of like the Rams. Um, they're like blue and yellow they ones back that to they those. had. It's it's not really like this. It's kind of like it, but it's it's not like like I mean like the ones in the nineties yeah. that they had when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, with the Kurt Saint Warner, Louis, the St. Louis ones. Yeah, like those ones I really liked. Um, I thought that the Buffalo Bills in the nineties. Yeah, those were really like cool. Kind of navy ones. Yeah, with the red helmets and yeah. the the Shaq and Penny Hardaway Magic jerseys. Ooh, those, those, yeah, those are, are sick. Nice. There you go. That's a sick one. Those are good. <laughs> Can't lie. Uh, you know who else I like is Utah's throwback jerseys. The John Stockton, Carl Malone. Those are good, yeah. The kind of like teal and purple. Yeah. Deals. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty sick. Beautiful. I like those ones. Uh, Houston Oilers. Big fan of the Houston Oilers uniforms. I, I really like the the baby blue. And yeah, the Titans should pull up rocking the... Uh, Rest in peace. Yeah, I don't think they've done it since like 2009 because I remember well, they Chris were, Johnson. They were... For one season, they were called the Tennessee Oilers. Oh, that's right. When they, yeah, and they played in I can't. They play in Nashville now, and I think that they played in Memphis, and nobody showed up to the stadium. <laughs> wow! And they were the, the like kind of a homeless franchise there. And I think that was the early two thousands. Might have been the super late nineties. <laughs> but uh, it got me thinking. Some other teams, like you think of teams like the Yankees and the Mets and Red Sox and Lakers and. Things like that. Some people kind of have like a timeless look to them. Yeah, there are some teams where they just can't change. Like Yankees. Detroit. I, I I think the Yankees uniforms are like, they're kind of boring. But Those are Michael's favorite. They're iconic, don't talk, bro. Don't talk about them. They're Michael's favorite. They'll the Yankees? You. The Yankees. You said that the Yankees are your favorite. What? No. Oh, dude. No, don't even. There was a radio show that we were talking about our favorites and you said the Yankees. Are you saying like the uniforms? Yeah, the uniforms. Oh, yeah, I like the uniforms. Oh, I'm talking about. Oh, man, you got to be more specific than that. We're, we're saying that. talking about uniforms. What do you mean? Where you're like, oh, Michael, that, don't talk about them. I said favorite. don't talk about the Yankees uniforms. They're... No, 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 you did not say That's that. That's what we we're talking about. That's the whole thing. you did not say the uniforms. We're talking about so. uniforms here. Dude, Colorful you're... commentary here on the Unlimited Sports Show. You did not take you your meds see. today and it shows. Whoa! Call a flag on the play. Call me a Yankee fan. Yikes. That is, that is kind of blasphemous. No, I'm upset now. Fan. I did not call you a Yankee All right. fan. Let's go back. you're a fan of the Yankees. All right. Well, let's go back on track here. We're talking about the NFL. So there's a rumor going around. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Bless you. Sounded like a burp. 
That was rough. Uh, uh, so there's a rumor going around the NFL we heard to later this afternoon. Uh, the Packers and Raiders have engaged in trade talks regarding tight end Darren Waller with an eye toward a deal getting done during this week, reported by Aaron Nagler on Twitter. Aaron Nagler, thank you. He's the uh, co-founder of Cheesehead TV. Wow. Very exciting. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a fan. Hope mate. he's not lactose intolerant. The Packers <laughs> definitely need all the help they can when it comes to catching the football. God. Right? How do you replace a guy like Devontae Adams? They're one of the team during the draft that I'm very excited to pay attention to. Haven't they? I heard something that the Packers, that Jordan Love is the only offensive player, like <laughs> skill player, that the Packers have taken in the last like 10 or 12 years. I believe they haven't drafted a wide receiver since 2002. But why? Wow. Well, like, well. isn't that what Aaron Rodgers, wasn't that part of the problem that kind of stirred up the controversy in Green Bay to begin with? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. But I think one of the reasons why is, well, we know the offense will be fine because we have Aaron Rodgers, so let's pay attention to the defense. I mean, Green Bay's had terrific defense in the past couple of years. They have. Um, but they definitely need another weapon, especially when they're paying Aaron Rodgers all that money. Um, do you guys think he's one of those quarterbacks, kind of like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, where he can make a star out of anybody? Like, it doesn't matter? Is that kind of the Packers' mindset? Or do they really need another weapon, like, big name? If they want like this. If they want to go for it, yeah. They, they want a big name. They want somebody to get. So, Darren Waller would be nice. Um, that would definitely help him out. Because, do you remember when they had Jimmy Graham for, like, what, one or two years? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was one of uh, Rogers' favorite targets then. You but, can only You can only do that. If you're in a situation where your defense is insanely good. And we saw that with yeah. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. The defense was terrific. Yeah, Tom so, Brady or Peyton Manning was making stars out of guys like Eric Decker. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> you can you can deal with that situation when your defense is really good. So I think Green Bay has a great defense this year. But they should draft an offensive weapon, right? 100%. Like, they'd be stupid they need not to. Get one it. of the Alabama, so, Ohio State receivers. No, there's a bunch of receivers in this year. So I'm, good, not, I'm not caught up... I, I kind of think the hype around the draft is a little excessive, but when it comes to the week of the draft, like that's when you start talking about it. Like that, like we're three or four days away from mm-hmm. the draft, and it's one of those things that gets into this is the second the Super Bowl ends, and you know there's a couple of weeks, and then it's free agency, whatever. Like that's all anybody talks about, and everybody's got their names. Oh, this guy should go. Oh, this guy should go. But now is really the time to start talking about it. Um, yeah. Another guy that's been talked about a lot is. CSU tight end Trey McBride. Some people love him. Some people hate him. Do you guys think he's going to fall enough to a position to where the Broncos can draft him? Yes. I hope to God he falls. I hope to God because the Broncos definitely need somebody to replace Noah Fant. Um, even though I felt like Albert Okuwebunam was a better tight end than Noah Fant at times because when Fant would get the ball, he would just get tackled right away. No broken tackles, but you know. Uh, Okuwebunam was a fighter, so, but the, his problem is, is he he can't block well. So if is Trey McBride a blocking tight end more so than a receiver uh, tight end? He's, he's all around. He's he's like okay. the best tight end in this draft without a doubt. So you think he falls to sixty four where the Broncos pick? No, I don't think so. But it's wishful thinking. And if if it does happen, the Broncos got to go all in to to try and get him because that'd be huge for them and their offense. Yeah. How far up do you think they got to go to go get Trey McBride? Early second round. I don't personally think, just from based on what we've heard from George Payton, I don't think they're going to trade up. Maybe yeah, if I don't he think falls, so. unless he, he falls, slips. unless he falls, that's maybe the only some way I see it. unforeseen character right. issue pops up. Like I don't know, like. 
who's the the Dolphins uh, O lineman uh, Tunsil? Was that his name? Who they they caught him on video like yes. ripping a bong out of a gas mask like the <laughs> week stuff, of the man. draft, and he fell like all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Philip Lindsay was at a uh, CU the other day, and I want to know because he said, "Hey, look." The Broncos want me back. I'll be back. Do you guys want Philip Lindsay back? No. Don't really wow, care. Jack, of you of all people. Bro. Such I, a Colorado homer. And you're going to say you don't want Lindsay back? Philip Lindsay was kind of overrated to me. Uh, he did put up a good year. He didn't fumble a lot. Um, maybe considering the circumstances with Javante Williams, you could consider bringing him back. But he's just too I don't smart. know, man. Philip Lindsay has never really like shocked me like people were so enamored with him for well that his first year. first year in 2018 yeah i mean you had a good season but uh, that's because the whole offense as a whole was just terrible so he was yeah. the best thing all right we're gonna wrap up this segment uh we will be back after this short commercial break here on the unlimited sports show part of go milehigh.com baby be right back <laughs> Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama. Uh-huh. His Lama lessons. Really? Flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood take the whole thing. Oh. See, the llama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com, llama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The llama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com. Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today, so find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours.
Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. You gotta be unlimited. They gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. We are back. We are back here on the Unlimited Sports Show. Jack, Michael, Eric, Jeff. Yes. We're gonna have a little uh, interesting segment. We're gonna take a break from the uh, serious stuff as this. Oh, yeah, this funky tune, man. <laughs> Imagine going back in time and showing that song to somebody in like 1920. It would blow their mind. They would have no idea what to call you an alien. With a bag of Doritos. (laughs) Pull up with some flaming hot Cheetos. I'll have a stroke. (laughs) Give a flaming hot Cheetos to one of the Egyptians who built the pyramid. They would be shook. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we're going to have a little fun this segment. Uh, We were talking before the show about the Smoothie King Center, Mm. home of the New Orleans Pelicans. And I couldn't help but think to myself. That is the worst stadium name I've ever heard. There's some worse out there. And yeah. Michael goes, no, no, there's far worse ones. So this yeah. spawned the idea for a segment. Guys, what are the worst stadium names that you can find that are out there? The one that I can't <laughs> stop thinking of is Louisville basketball. They're, it's college, but it's still a stadium. It's KFC Yum Center. Had to throw the <laughs> yum on No there. way. Had to throw the, the yum. The yum has an exclamation point on it. <laughs> I love how that's like not even their slogan. Yeah. Like isn't there is like finger looking good? Yeah. yeah why not? It's yeah. not even part of it. It would like be better through that on there. Like, KFC. Yum. Yeah. It'd be oh better if it was God. like finger looking good arena. That'd be a good one. Uh, and then how about guaranteed rate field for the Chicago White Sox? Oh, that's pretty bad. And it, they somehow guaranteed. managed to get worse than their previous name of U.S. Cellular Field. Yeah. The Have worst. any of you guys ever had a U.S. Cellular phone? No. no. Ever no. in your life? Never. Never even heard of it. The worst part is that team, that field's iconic name was Kaminsky Park for the longest time, and then they just kept going down the rabbit hole of US worse and worse names. What, what is the guaranteed rate? So is that nationwide? It's that a progress? mortgage company, Oh, and uh, they actually signed on to have their name adorned on the White Sox home through at least 2029. Wow. So awful. It's going to stay around for a bit. Uh, what about... Tony Macaroni Arena. Tony Macaroni Arena. Tony Macaroni Arena. Who is Tony Macaroni? For where? Uh, it's the home of Scottish Football Club in Livingston. Oh, God. Okay. So. I got another. Uh, uh, if we're going to UK here. Okay. In Ireland, there's an Irish. I don't know if you guys know about Irish football. It's it's like a weird combination of like lacrosse, football, and rugby. What? It's like, yeah, it's super weird. Uh, I actually went to Ireland. And we went and watched one of these games, and I was so confused. It, it made no sense. Like, you can kick this ball, you can throw it, you can hit it with your stick, you're decking dudes left and right, and I don't know, it's weird. So, uh, Drogheda United is an Irish football club, and they play at Hunky Dory Park. <laughs> Hunky Dory. Wow. That's right. I can't um, believe that. That's rough. It was uh, renamed in 2010. The stadium... Obviously, you know, hunky-dory, that sounds like, yeah, that's good. It's an old hunky-dory, <laughs> whatever. Um, not really sure why that's their name. 
Hmm. When I think of like some of the worst names, I think of about like the worst team in football, the Jacksonville Jaguars. T I A A Bankfield. Shut up. Yikes. T I A A Bankfield. What does that even stand for? Who, who knows? Who cares, dude? <laughs> Change it. Like with the whole Broncos situation, Vesco Field, um, Sports Authority, Empowerfield. No, nah, to me, as a Bronco fan, it's always been Mile High Stadium. Well, at it least the Bronco, at least at the Broncos, they kept at Mile High as part of it. We can't be as cool as like Lambeau Field and keep the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Arrowhead Stadium get renamed? Something there. I think they're going to, but it's still. Yeah, there is something. I think it's gonna. There's a sign on it, but it, I don't think the actual name of the stadium is gonna change. Uh, but there's some talks about that, but I'm not sure. There's Welcome Stadium, right. home of <laughs> Dayton football, and a lot of people think it's like a greeting, like "Oh, welcome to the stadium." But actually, it's not. Uh, it's actually a facility named after an important person in the history of Dayton sports. So it's just a name. Welcome. Um, His name was Welcome. Yeah. There's also Mendehose Jungle. What? That is the uh, home of real. Castleford Tigers Rugby League Football Club. Wow. Mendehose Jungle. Is Europe a real place? No, it is not. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so the Atlanta Braves, um, they they moved into a new stadium after like 10 years, which is already stupid. They moved it out and. A very unusual place, I've heard. That's very inconvenient for fans. Uh, it was called SunTrust Park for one year. And now its name is Truest Park. They're the tritest and the truest. Hmm. Stupid name. It was not that bad compared to some of these. You know another one that I've just thought of that's really stupid is FedEx Field. Yeah, that one's rough. What about Cryptocurrency.com? <laughs> okay. I honestly, (laughs) out of all these names that we've said, crypto.com does not sound so bad when you talk about hunky dory and Tony macaroni. Yeah, yeah, you got a point. (laughs) The thing I hate about is the dot com, especially because how about the crypto crypto arena? Why crypto.com? I hate when they do that. Like like the Raiders. We know the Raiders stadium has changed names so many times. I don't even know what it's called right now, but it used to be the overstock.com Coliseum. And then they up and changed it to the O.co Coliseum. Yeah, that's rough. O.co, you need to GTFO out of here. Yeah, but but Staples Center was so Staples iconic. Staples Center was iconic, but it was also stupid if you think about it. Because like, when's the last time anybody's been to Staples? <laughs> Do you guys know what the Phoenix Suns name is? Talking Stick Resort Arena? Well, actually, I've been to um, Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. The Talking Stick is was actually named by the native tribe whose land that that sit on. Come on, Eric. show some respect, Eric. Eric, you don't even know, bro. Come on, you don't even know your hair. Staying in Arizona, poorly you guys named are so arena. It's sick. Phoenix University of Phoenix Stadium. Well, that makes sense because they're in Phoenix. No, the, but it's not a University of Phoenix. No, it's the like you know the yeah I know. for college. It's the it's weird because it doesn't sound out of place, but, but when least, you look into it, it's out of place. Well, they also play in Glendale, so it's not really <laughs> Phoenix. And if you've driven past that stadium, like I have. One of the ugliest, most out of place looking stadiums I've ever seen. Yeah, it's just it's, it's a big white bubble in the middle of nowhere, and like if you've ever been to Phoenix or if you've ever driven through it, you know that it takes forever. So it's like Phoenix is in the middle, and they have all of these suburbs that just go and go and go, and it's like it's an hour from when you hit downtown Phoenix to even going like to the north suburbs like Glendale. It's a uh, yeah, University of Phoenix. Uh, I can see why they picked it because, you know, they're the Arizona Cardinals. But, yeah, dumb name. 
for this next one, I'm going to try my hardest. Eric, you can really see the, how the name of this one's really goofy. Oh, goodness. Dr. Y.S. Rajasakara Reddy A-C-A-V-D-C-A Cricket Stadium. So, obviously, that's a cricket team. You guys obviously don't know your cricket because Dr. Y.S. Oh, yeah, here we go. Dr. Cricket here going to tell us what's good. <laughs> I don't even know what a point is called in cricket. I think of all of these, my favorite is probably Hunky Dory's part. <laughs> It's kind of that one's kind of they're just so out of place that it sounds like almost cursed. I like guarantee because I think with that one they're trying. They're like you know let's just be ridiculous. KFC yum. That's weird. (laughs) It's when the brands get too confident. That one's kind of growing on me. KFC yum. (laughs) You guys think that like okay when I if I had to pull up to the KFC yum arena, I probably it would lessen my opinion of KFC. Maybe they have like deals on KFC. They they have to have a KFC. They would have to have a KFC yeah. inside, dude. Yeah. How do they not? You guys hear about they, they used to have a Chick-fil-A in the Atlanta Falcon Stadium, but it was always closed because it was Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, God, I was like, when do you play that. football? Uh, you probably get a couple Monday, maybe one Thursday. You know, I actually said this Sunday because I was watching TV and a Chick-fil-A commercial went on. And I'm thinking they should not be allowed to play a Chick-fil-A commercial on Sunday. I went to Chick-fil-A yeah, today. Exactly. I love Chick-fil-A. I do too. Or uh, Tony Macaroni. I like that one too. Tony <laughs> How Macaroni. about uh, what the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse where the Cleveland Cavaliers play? Mm. Yeah. I so think it used to bad. be Quicken Loans Arena. I hate okay. Yes, I did. The the biggest problem for me is like not only that the names are bad, but also that they change them all the time. Yeah, dude. It's never like if you're gonna have the rights to a stadium name, it should be minimum like ten to fifteen years. Money. It is. And I think out of all of the names that the Broncos have had for their stadium, I think Sports Authority was the worst. I mean, the Sports the Authority was worse. It was a company that went underground. I mean, it went. Uh, yeah. And obviously, Sports Authority bankrupt. was a more prevalent store than like somewhere like Staples. Because, like, I mean, I've been to Sports Authority plenty of times, but the name is just so dumb. Yeah. Sports Authority Field, man. We're the Sports Authority. <laughs> like, ugh. The American Airlines. And then do you Center. remember when they, they like took over for the. The stadium, and then they had all that red, and so many people. Oh yeah, because it looks too much like Kansas City. Yeah, I remember that. I remember watching them put up that sign driving through Denver, uh, the American Airlines Center. And okay, so this is a funny one. So the the Dallas Mavericks play at the American Airlines Center. The Miami Heat play at the American Airlines Arena. Can you do that? Should American that be Airlines is double dipping. Have any of you guys ever? I've never. I've personally never flown on American Airlines. Me either. Have you guys even? Nope. Nope. Never. Never yeah. American Airlines. I thought they but were a myth. I don't think they. Should, I don't think they should be able to have a double. You can't double dip like that. I'm Why stating. not? How much money do they have? Who's flying American <laughs> Airlines? Not us. Southwest. Right. Go Southwest. Southwest, United, and Frontier, I think, are the only ones that I've ever Frontier. Yeah, yeah, that's the other one. Those, Frontier those used to have the little TVs in front, and then they got rid of those. I thought that was whack. Oh, what's the one that has TVs now? That's such a game changer. I think it's Southwest. Southwest? Yeah, because yeah. I've been on the Southwest and they have TVs. See, it's, sometimes it's different, though, if it's like a new new plane or not, because I don't know if it – I think it might have been United I was on where they had TVs, and then they when I came the back, they didn't. Yeah, and maybe like, it's like uh-uh. a different plane thing. I don't know. Because that's such a game changer with all the free movies. Yeah. yeah. So bottom line is is that there are dorky stadium names out there. And I think the weirdest one is the double dipping of American Airlines. Like, okay, have one in baseball, have one in basketball, but like two basketball. Hustling. And ones I just love how they change it. Arena and center. They're, the ball uh, arena, aka the sack, 
I don't really have a problem with that one. I did at first. I thought it was dumb, but then I thought about how dumb the Pepsi Center was. And do you catch yourself saying Pepsi Center though? I still do. I do. I do. It's gonna Pepsi Center. Oops, it's gonna take a while. I like Pepsi Center better than Ball Arena. All right, we will get back to this. Everything and more on the Unlimited Sports Show. GoMileHigh.com. Taking a trip over to Tibet, you know, <laughs> see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the llama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the Lama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the shangri I says it was none other than go mile high day camp. Lama, uh-huh. they got the best sports coverage in the state. The Lama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again, but I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we start out, you know, from getting all this great experience working in college radio makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans! Live in the now! So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah, I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere, and I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah, because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today, so find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. This is the Unlimited Sports Talk Radio Show, where we talk unlimited sports on Go Mile High Radio. Welcome back. We are back. We got uh, Michael and Eric over there laughing about something stupid. Nothing. We got Jeff over there. We're laughing at Brooklyn because they got swept. Yikes. Yikes. It's the official. only team in the first round to get swept 
the Brooklyn Nets. It's official, guys. Uh, the game just ended moments ago, and uh, Boston, 4-0. I mean, we were sitting here. We said multiple times. We were like, oh, this, this series is going to be great. The series is going to go to six. It's going to go to seven. Uh, Tatum versus KD. Bro, talk about a collapse. 116-112, the final tonight in Brooklyn. Boston. The first team to secure a spot in the second round. Uh, Jason Tatum, man, 29 points. Mm. Jalen Brown, 22 points. Dang. Looking uh, Boston, man. Nasty. And they did it on the road, too. Uh, they just beat Brooklyn at home. Again, 116 to 112. Uh, they really shot everyone up. They Honestly, Boston, man. They're, clicking, They're scary. They're clicking at the right time. They are. And this is, this is exact. You can go through the whole season playing – Anything above 500 basketball, it doesn't matter you what make you do. It. But as long as you get to this point and are able to shut down teams like that, like, dude, I think Boston is a favorite. And if uh, Milwaukee ends up beating the Bulls, which I think most people could agree that they will, uh, Boston-Milwaukee, that's going to be a hell of a series. It's mm-hmm. going to be so fun. Yeah, so, that's Boston, man, all the way. I, I like Boston. I, I really like uh, Jason Tatum. Uh, he kind of flew under the radar, maybe just because we're out west and uh, – don't really get to watch a lot of East Eastern Conference games as much. But um, speaking of the Eastern Conference, there is a one Mr. Ben Simmons who mm. still, despite reports that he was going to appear in game four, he did not play at all for Brooklyn. He didn't play at all for anybody this year. Nope. And now Brooklyn is eliminated. Yep. So Buster. we will not be seeing Buster Ben anytime this year. <sighs> uh does he just run it back next year? What do you think? Who cares? I mean, really, Ben Simmons, I'm going to call him Mr. Roy G. Biv because he's trying to complete the <laughs> rainbow. Roy G. Biv. He's trying to complete the rainbow while sitting on the bench. And I don't think he cares about basketball because if he really did, like, why are you trying to get all the attention on the bench? Look, everyone on that team is wearing black or gray or white on the bench with the Nets, uh, you know, uniform colors. So if we look, even Reggie Miller last night, he <laughs> tweeted out, Come on, man. Out for game four when it was rumored you were going to make your debut. And this dude has zero competitive fire. As small a chance as the Nets have to come back in their series, you still have KD and Kyrie. All you need is to win one game and take it from there. Man up. Well, we saw they got swept and Ben did not man up at all. <laughs> so he actually said to the Nets team that he had 10 pain-free days prior to Sunday. Then once Sunday came around, he said, nope, I have back pain. He doesn't look love the game. And I think Kendrick Perkins, even though he has some you know, interesting that. takes. He rightfully so ripped into he, uh He said, Ben Simmons is the pretty girl. We don't know why she's single. And it makes complete sense. Because she smokes cigarettes. She smokes cigarettes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's such a bad look. Look, he quits on everyone. And here's the thing. I'm so glad that this happened because once the Ben Simmons-James Harden trade happened, everybody was saying... Oh, dude, the Sixers got fleeced. And now everybody that was saying that is now saying, all right, Daryl Moore knew what he was doing. And everyone is now saying what I was saying back then, that Sixers won that. And I understand why you guys were saying that the Nets won that trade because you guys didn't understand Ben like I did. Coming from a Sixers fan, I knew Ben Simmons will quit on whatever team he goes to, especially because he wanted to go to a team that was in Los Angeles. He didn't. He went to New York. That's not what he wanted at all. It's the and so, exact opposite. Yeah, so he's basically quitting on the team. Uh, and the other thing to think about, the owners, when the new CBA happens for the NBA, the owners are waiting. 
because they're going to bring this up. It's going to be called the Ben Simmons rule. Uh, So Ben's basically ruining the future for a lot of NBA players. Uh, And back injuries, look, they're the hardest to evaluate, really. (laughs) Michael Porter. Because if, (laughs) like with a back injury, it's really, for the most part, it's what the player says. Because you can't really know what a player is feeling from that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Besides, if it was like an ankle or a knee injury, they would really understand. And there's a difference between an injury and pain. Ben Simmons is saying he's having back pain. Look, everyone in the NBA playoffs right now is having some (laughs) sort of pain. It's the NBA playoffs. Uh, and it's just embarrassing that he's not trying at least. Look, give the team 10, 5 minutes. Then they will appreciate that. But the thing is, Ben Simmons is losing the respect that he did have from all the NBA players. Yeah. They're all confused. And what he does not want to do is lose the Nets fandom. Because they're the only ones that's on his side right now. And he's starting to lose it. Hardly quick. a fandom, you could say, with the Nets. A uh, lot of um, Fairweather fans hopping on the KD bandwagon. Uh Oh, Kevin Durant. I just, He's defeated. Kevin Durant, that's kind of sad, bro. Kyrie, Harden, and Simmons. As a child of the 2000s and, you know, adolescence and the 2010s, Kevin Durant was our generation's Allen Iverson. I really believe, like, talent-wise, like, performance-wise, when he's on top of the game, dude, there's nobody stopping him. Uh, he previously has been the best player, not only in basketball, but I think the world. Uh, it's kind of sad seeing him go out like this, man. I know people harbor a lot of feelings toward KD for obviously what he did with Golden State uh, going there after losing to you know Oklahoma City. Uh, I think we're past that as a society. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we're that past happened it. So long ago, bro. I, I mean, I really don't care about. Still that was anymore. a weak move. It was a weak at move. the time I was and ticked. It's going to be talked about forever. Oh yeah, he, he's never going to live that down. Uh, the thing is about Ben Simmons. Would he really be helping the team at all by playing at all? Yes. He's got they good defense, got, man. Yeah, they just got swept. That's what they say, bro. But, like, is it – can you really just throw somebody out there in game four of a playoff series when they have that? That's the thing he about Jamal the, Murray. He could have been the dude to stop Jason Tatum or at least slow him down. There's a lot of stupid, dorky Nuggets fans out there who are comparing Jamal Murray to Ben Simmons. And no, I just don't even think that's, like, even in the remote realm of – acceptable no god no not at all jamal murray (laughs) handled a a thousand times better than ben it brings up it brings up the similar question like if you haven't played all year and this is your first nba action can you just get thrown in i mean even coming off the bench can you even get thrown in like that look he's in an awful situation but i still think he put himself in this but i don't i don't know if the injury is real i think he's scared yeah and that's what people are. How do you go? Ten- are saying that about Jamal Murray too, which is insane. No, I don't think Jamal's scared. I think the Ben Simmons effect, like you said, the new CBA coming up, they will put a rule in there for your contract if you don't play a lot yeah. of games. So that's been talked about. So, and now he's like, doing the whole grievance thing with yeah, the Sixers. And Dude only cares about what basketball gives him, not the game. I just I look at Ben Simmons, and if you look at him in the eyes and you watch him sit there, he looks so uninterested. He's he dead. looks so bored. He doesn't care. And that's just such a crazy thing to say. Like obviously we don't know what it's like to be professional athletes, and probably never speak for will. yourself. Michael's about to get drafted by the yeah. Tigers in the four hundred and ninetieth round. Yeah, <laughs> but. I just I think it's a bad look for basketball altogether because now every time somebody's going to be out, some dork somewhere is going to be saying, "Oh, he's Ben Simmons. Oh, he's Ben Simmons." And I just think that's so unfair to compare anything else because we've never seen anything like this. Like 
maybe like Ricky Williams, like not playing because he wanted to smoke weed. Like maybe well, I, I don't even think I can think of in my memory a time that a player like. But the other thing, bro, is like if you're if you're not going to play, just say you're not going to play and shut it down. Like you can call it back soreness or whatever. Just make a decision. Make a decision. Say you're out. This whole wishy-washy, like back and forth well, yeah. thing is just so strange. And I think it's really bad for basketball. It is. Uh, but the one thing that kind of reminds me of Kawhi Leonard when he was on the Spurs. Um, but a I, little bit. But, but I do believe Kawhi was literally hurt. Well, but there was a whole thing of we just didn't know. But that was because Kawhi didn't really talk back then. Kawhi never quiet really dude. talks. He's yeah. a very quiet, very awkward dude when he does choose to talk. But from my understanding... He was actually injured and asked for a second opinion on yeah. his ankle. And the Spurs straight up said, no, you're yeah. fine. Get up out there. Like, I don't know if it's just kind of the era we live in now where like that's not a thing. But Ben Simmons is going to change not only this for himself, but he's going to change basketball by sitting out like this. For the worse. For the worse, bro. <laughs> uh, his laugh is the best, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's I a bad Kawhi. look. It's... Honestly, in a sick way. I hate the Clippers, but I, I like watching Kawhi Leonard play. Yeah, very talented. It's kind of a quiet year without him. I bought all the Kawhi memes. But to go back to Kevin Durant, I mean, I, I feel bad for him. From going, you have to deal oh, with Kyrie, mean. unvaccinated, all that. That's what I'm saying. The, game. the James Harden thing. James Harden. The Ben who, Simmons thing. The Steve yeah. Nash thing. The fan base thing. Like, dude. It's tough. It's tough, but... I heard reports when – so when Kevin Durant ultimately decided to go to Brooklyn, he was still coming off the ACL. Mm -hmm. He was not going to play for the upcoming season, and they knew that. And I thought I had heard whispers of Katie and Kyrie had this plan to join up, and they were going to play on the Knicks. Yes. And then suddenly, just for some reason, it became Brooklyn. So I don't think that Brooklyn is really like – when you think of the like historic like staple franchises – Brooklyn has been there a long time, but they're – I don't know if they have that many fans. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I feel like – I don't know how a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie can get swept, though. Yeah, that's a big yikes. And the, uh, this, the Nets on the offseason, they're going to have one of the biggest chips on their shoulders for this offseason. Well, I'm very curious to see what moves they make. Is Kevin Durant overrated? No. Okay. No. He's um, overhated, and I mean, it's he's injury prone. Justified. He is injury prone, but not in the sense of like he misses entire seasons. Like he'll just miss long gaps. Well, he did just miss when, that one whole season. Yeah, yeah. Just, that was a well. That was when he tore his ACL in the final. Oh, uh, but the Nets said that Steve Nash is not to be fired. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if Steve Nash. I mean, he's. I don't think it's great. all on Steve. He's Nash. a hall. He's a Hall of Fame player. But how, as a coach, do you deal with all of this drama, <sighs> especially in your first year? <laughs> Steve yeah. Nash is better than Jason Kidd, though. So oh, better yeah. situation because Jason Kidd yeah. put Luca out there and changed the whole series. Are you guys giving say? Kyrie has a chance of going to your team. Are you giving Kyrie a multi-year deal? No. No. I don't know. He's too inconsistent. I'd give him a two-year. He switches teams. I'm giving him one year because I can't depend on the guy. No. All I right. don't want to be connected Absolutely to that. Absolutely not. We will be back with more Unlimited Sports after this commercial break here on the Unlimited Sports Show. GoMileHigh.com.
Hey, Colorado sports fans. You're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you know, uh-huh. see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the llama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the Shangri? I says it was none other than go mile high that camp, llama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The llama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on gomilehigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. That's great. GoMileHigh.com Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and College Radio is that place for it. College Radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in College Radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College Radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support College Radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College Radio, now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. You gotta be unlimited. You gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. Welcome. Welcome back. We are the Unlimited Sports Show back here for our final segment. Jack here, got Michael, Eric, and uh, Jeff. Uh, We're going to turn things around. Since we are unlimited sports, we do always have unlimited content. So we're going to circle back around, talk about some baseball. Mm. So over the weekend, uh, the Cleveland Guardians were in New York playing the Yankees. And as Yankees fans are known to do, they're always yelling. and They have these dorky little chants for all these players in the outfield. They're no, the Yankee, what are they, the bleacher creatures, how they call them? Like something, all right. Yeah, they call themselves the bleacher creatures. So apparently in the game on Sunday, um, they were taking it a little too far to uh, 
Cleveland center fielder Miles Straw. Embarrassing. So basically what happened, Stephen Kwan, he ran into the wall pretty hard. And so then the trainer went out there and they were trying to see if he was okay. And the Yankee fans were basically saying, stay down, Stephen. Yeah, stay down. And they were celebrating that he got hurt. So then you had Miles Straw and Oscar Mercado, who were uh, the left and right fielders, came over to make sure he was okay. And they heard the Yankee fans talking a lot of smack. So they weren't having that. So Miles Straw actually leaped up like Spider-Man onto the wall and was saying a lot of things. He was saying, like, bleeping hit me. And they were just going back and forth. Uh, I actually love to see it. But, yeah, you do not <laughs> you do not cheer for a player to get hurt. That's some absolute Toronto. Be considerate. That's yeah. what a lot, of, a lot of you Kevin Durant haters out there were looking a little happy when he went down in the 2019 play. Low life fans. Yeah, forget about that. So then the next – the next batter was Glaber Torres for the Yankees, and he uh, hit the game-winning run. So then after that happened, a bunch of the Yankees, they walked it off. A bunch of the Yankee fans were then throwing trash, beer cans, water bottles at Mercado and uh, Miles Straw, and it just got ugly real quick. Yeah, and uh, Miles Straw was quoted, quoted after the game to the uh, Athletic. He called the Yankees fans classless and the worst fan base on the planet. Wow. The Yankees fans are a lot, but here's what I'll say. Props to Miles Straw for standing his ground, yeah. talking back. When people talk smack, you talk back. That's what you do. But the other thing that I don't like is he's going to be a target forever. He's never going to live this down. Because these Yankees fans, they don't forget, bro. They don't forget when they won the World Series in 1927. They'll tell you all about it. rings, <laughs> baby. But it's, they do. After they are the winningest sports franchise in North America, the four major sports. Uh, wait, how many fans, do they have? 28. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, having been to Yankee Stadium, I actually got a different experience from the Yankee fans. I thought so. I've been to several major league ballparks in many different cities, and the one thing that I found the best about New York was the staff members that they had on hand. Dude, there are so many people. They they walk around and they have these big cardboard signs that says "Need help? Ask me." Hmm. And they're walking around and they're, they're so nice, bro. Like I was not expecting this at because I, I this was in. 2013, the one time the Rockies ever went to Yankee Stadium, we went. Uh, this is back when A Rod and Derek Jeter were still playing. So, have you been to Fenway? I have not. Oh. I want to. I really want to someday. It's terrifying. The I, amount of Boston fans that gross. came up to me and just threatening me to really? like beat me up after the game, even though I was only 12 years old Did at you the time. Sprint away and head back toward the door. Well, me and my dad went to the game and the Tigers were beating them up. So. <laughs> They didn't like that. And it was actually an elderly man who came up to me and my dad was like, get the hell out of here. Yikes. And uh, so then we found a, a group of Tiger fans at the end of the game. We all kind of huddled together <laughs> for protection. I I think, I mean, we're obviously not East Coast guys. Um, we're not up there. We're not, we don't have that kind of mentality. They they have kind of a, I, don't know, like, I guess you'd call it cutthroat mentality. Uh, they're very serious about their sports, which I can appreciate. But there's no excuse. You can't be throwing crap and saying personal things like to players in the out. You can't be doing that. Classics. It makes your organization look bad. So if you think you're just cheering on your team, you're not. You're making your whole organization one of the winningest organizations ever. You're making them look really bad. Well, you were saying that Yankee fans will never forget what Miles Straw said and all that. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah, they won't forget. But a bu- all other things. 
uh, 29 MLB fandom they probably like it. Is all cheering for it. I They're bet like, you anything he gets yeah. a standing ovation in Boston. Next Anywhere. Time the Guardians go to Boston. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I've not heard too many good things about Boston fans. Uh, it looks <laughs> Absolutely fun. Not. It looks fun. Like when you watch the Celtic games, like some of those games at the Garden, like those look like way more hype than most basketball crowds are. But I don't know, man. Uh, just don't be a dork. Yeah, don't do that. Just be. You can like yell. Like there's nothing wrong with like yelling. But like once you start like getting personal, like, dude, you realize that these people are professional athletes who could absolutely kick your well and they're just yeah exactly they're human beings at the end of the day and it was like earlier in the year when the i think it was at indiana when the lakers were playing like crazy fan got tossed out and lebron like ran up to the ref and like told him like get him out of here everybody's like oh lebron is so (laughs) soft like there's literally audio of this lady saying i hope your children die in a fire yeah nuts like, dude, how do you even think of those things? Like, what Jesus. makes it? Does basketball really make you that mad? Like, does baseball really make you that mad where you have to throw garbage at somebody, bro? Like, people's adrenaline gets going. I mean, yeah, they treat it like it's say. like the Coliseum in the Roman I mean, days, man. Like, yeah, they're killing bro, each like, other. They just want to see blood. You can boo and cheer all you <laughs> want, but like, don't make it personal. You want to even know what's even worse than the Yankee fans, though? Angel Hernandez. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sunday night baseball. Ugh. And that's when everyone's watching baseball, really. Yeah, yeah you could be watching uh, NBA the NBA playoffs, but, you know, really Sunday Night Baseball is when a lot of people tune yeah. in. And it was awful because every two-strike uh, count, he automatically called it two strikes. So it was going to be a strikeout. Uh, and I used to think Angel Hernandez was just bad at calling balls and strikes. He's I think I think he generally just wanted a short game. He was like, no, get me out of here. He had a 77% called strike accuracy, and the average is 88. Well, if you think about that, like, that's a C. Like, if you're talking about letter grades, like, yeah, but the thing is, you can't be doing that. You you get hit. You're a professional umpire, bro. Do you realize how many college kids there are out there with good eyesight who could step back behind a plate and call a game with 88%? Yeah, but sadly, he's protected by the union, so they won't get rid of him, even though he's awful. I think. That Angel Hernandez has a lot of cojones for talking about somebody who's not going to get replaced by a robot in five years. He, uh, I don't know, he might be a genius, though, because of Sunday Night Baseball, he does this. He loves his name out there. He loves it when people and fans talk trash to him. He thinks of himself as, like, the villain of the movie, and he loves it. Actually, when he was leaving uh, Citizens Bank Park, uh, he was heading out, and a bunch of the Philly fans were there waiting for him as he was driving into the road. And they were all saying, you suck. You know, they were so angry at him. And the whole time, his smug smile is just smiling at yeah, all he, of them. He seems like a self-absorbed guy. He loves The thing it. is, is like, we this isn't new. Like, we've been hearing about Angel Hernandez for yeah. what seemed like, to me, 10 years. Dude needs I remember being in middle school. Back when I used to, like, I was obsessed with baseball for, like, three or four years there. Obsessed. And bro, I remember his name being tossed out there. Obviously, he had he filed a uh, lawsuit of discrimination against the MLB for because uh, he's apparently Latino. Uh, so he says that he was racially discriminated against by not being selected to represent the umpires in the World Series. Not and good. that would just be a bad look for baseball. He's just bad. Yeah. He's well, that's bad. what MLB responded with. They're like, we do not believe that Mr. Hernandez has the capability of running a a game. Like, why keep him of that employed series? at that point? Well, the thing I'm thinking of, it, look, why make it so serious? Why does every single ump have to call balls and strikes? We know Angel Hernandez is not good at it. Why don't we just keep him at third base? 
I or first base. Do not think that there's any need for personal umpires. Like they don't need to be human anymore, bro. Like we can watch the TV. And what I really liked about baseball broadcasts over the last like maybe five or so years is the including of that little strike zone on the TV. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, I think that that it just shows that anybody can call balls and strikes. Like there, there's a designated area. It doesn't change. And make it automated. Make it automated. Of any sport, can the we... MLB umpires are the most replaceable, and Angel Hernandez needs to chill out because he's getting replaced by Siri. Yeah, hopefully. Can we get some snaps in the room for the Reds? They uh, ended their 11-game losing streak. Congratulations, the Cincinnati Reds, Reds. Everybody's favorite team. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you guys seen the, the Royals' new city jerseys? Oh, they're so clean, dude. Why didn't they just drop them all at once? I know. What's with this stupid like? Well, and they're also split up because there it was like ten teams last year, ten teams this year, and ten teams next year. So there's certain teams that have to wait till next year. I just know the Rockies are going to be bad. I just the second I I heard about this, I was like, it seems to be a. What do you think it's going to be? Something stupid. It seems to be a very hit just or like miss. the purple jerseys. It's yeah, very it's hit or miss. Because like I really like those Washington Nationals ones, even though the all gray is a little weird, especially for Washington, who's like red, white, and blue. Like that's their all right, I'm looking at them now. Uh they look interesting. Look definitely a little minor league-ish to me. Uh Kansas City has that iconic, you know, KC. They kind of switched yeah, it up. What, what does it say now? It's the KC and kind of a Portland Trailblazers type font. They have a little crown in the in the sea. I love it. I love the I navy think it's blue. Cool. Yeah, and the Carolina right. blue basically definitely looks bush league to me. I will say. Well, that's the thing with baseball. It's so tough to make these look good because of how iconic a lot yeah. of the jerseys already are in themselves. They have a formula to the jerseys in the MLB. Yeah, for sure. Um, but look, I I really my favorite so far has got to be the Washington Nationals. Me too. The cherry blossoms. I, I can't stop also, the more I think about this, I really liked the White Sox ones from last year. Yeah. The, the South the Side, black. whatever. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of a DJ drama mixtape or something. Like yeah. a font. Like it was cool. The black and the pinstripes. I, I just really hope the Rockies don't screw it up because there's so many cool things you can do with like black and purple and watch them just pull like a 1960 Denver Broncos, like Padres, like rotten banana color. That would be tragic. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Unlimited Sports Show today. Uh, it's a Monday. Uh, Jack, Michael, Eric, Jeff, thank you guys so much. Uh, we hope you join us next time on the Unlimited Sports Show, part of the GoMileHigh.com Be On Air Network. Threw that in there. This has been the Elevated Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow at Elevated underscore Sagala, S-I-G-A-L-A, on Twitter and Elevated Sports Community on Instagram for updates and interactions with the host. Remember to always stay elevated.